Better Biev versus Johnson and Adamac versus Miller. Post fight thoughts. Dun dun dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So, Better BF, we did a post fight preview for this. If you guys are interested in listening to that, you can click the icon in the upper right corner if you're listening to this on YouTube, and it will link back to the fight prediction podcast better bf won the fight via fourth round knockout improves his record to 13 and 0 13 ko's starting out he dropped johnson in the first round it looked like things were going to play out exactly how we thought we predicted that johnson would be right in front of him and it would be a brawling type of fight and that would favor better bf Better BF came back in the second round and found himself on the canvas. Yes, that's right. He was knocked down in the second round. Caused a little bit of concern for me, actually, because going into this, we didn't think Johnson had been uh, tested at this type of level. Obviously, Better BF has a, a large amateur pedigree, and he was 12-0, 12 KOs coming into this. He has been inactive and had some promotional in, uh uh, situations and injuries and stuff like that and we talked about all that but we just thought he was a class above and the odds were really wide even our pick of better bf inside was somewhere around minus 300 so it was a considered a mismatch on paper and him going down in the second round uh didn't look too great the third round was pretty much more the same with them two going at it i was actually pretty impressed with johnson he did what he thought he could do he came out after better bf he didn't run he didn't try to be anything other than what he was and he was confident in his power as well which i believe he had 12 ko's out of 17 wins coming in so he could punch a bit as well and we talked about that we thought maybe that was just because of the type of opposition he was facing the level at what he's at you can score easier and quicker ko's but he showed against better bf he does pack a punch he put him down in the fourth round better bf hit him with a right hand right on the temple and that was all she wrote so he did end up getting the fourth round stoppage Going into this, I had reservations about Better BF. I think I just lightly touched on him simply because I didn't believe Callum Johnson could take advantage of it. Kind of the same way we did with Miller. I didn't believe Adam Matt could take advantage of some of the questions I have. But when you look at the Better BF fight, you can definitely see there, there are some major holes there that when you're going up against the elite in the division, the best of the best, that if... Callum Johnson can take advantage of some of your defensive liabilities and bring your back, bring your hands back slow. And sometimes he, it looks like he throws pity pat punches, which is strange because he's 13 and 0 with 13 KOs. And it looks like he goes for more speed sometimes, and then he doesn't bring his hands back in proper position. But anyway, so it was a little bit more of a tougher test than what I thought it was going to be. I thought a guy like uh, Callum was made to order, and it turns out he was. I can't, you know, harp on him, you know, not performing because he got the win. He got the inside. It cashed. Everything went as planned except for him being knocked down. But I look at it 
not only for the win that we got yesterday, but also how we cap him going forward. And as long as he keeps this glossy record, 13 and 0, 13 KOs, 14 wins, as long as he stays undefeated and he's fighting these type of guys, you're going to see those wide lines. You're going to see those high insides. And Callum already showed that he could be put down at that level. So you're going to have to be very careful and make sure that you cap his opponent accurately because if you're off a little bit, you could get surprised there. Like I got a little bit of a surprise when he went down in the second round. The other fight that we capped and touched on was the Miller-Adamek fight. Um, again, we did like Miller in this fight as well. We liked him inside. Once again, the lines were pretty high, straight, and I believe even the under was super high at one point. So we decided that we liked Miller inside. It was basically a case of two trains moving in two different directions. Adam X been around a long time. Coming into this, he had only been stopped, I believe, two out of five losses. Miller did stop him. He stopped him quick. He stopped him in the second round. So now Adam X been stopped three of his six losses. Um, I expected a little more resistance from Adam X, to be honest with you, even though we did pick Miller inside. I thought he would eventually get him out of there, but I expected one of those tough and gritty performances from Adamak where he wasn't going to be winning the fight, but he was able to take the abuse and the punishment. And you could tell from the very first round, he was just not comfortable in there. I don't know if it was a huge size difference. I mean, Miller came in at like 317 pounds, no joke. And it's weird because he just looks big. Like he care. I haven't, he really carries 317 pounds. You don't see a guy usually carry 317 pounds that well. He does carry it well. So I know a lot of people make a big deal about his weight, but if it works for him, he's undefeated. If he keeps, you know, being able to put up the pressure, it doesn't affect his stamina, it doesn't affect his output, then I don't you really can't make a case about it because he's winning. He's 22 and 0, he's got a draw, but he's got 19 KOs now. So even though this hasn't been world class level, he's still doing what he's supposed to do. So until the weight becomes a serious issue where you can see like he's fatigued or he doesn't have the foot movement that he needs or he's not as aggressive, whatever it is. If he's just lethargic, then you can start making a case. But until then, I pretty much just ride with whatever he comes in at. Um, he was aggressive from the start against Adamac. Adamac, you could tell he was trying to box and move, and he was just very undersized. But we didn't feel Miller's punches, and it, it looked to me like when Adamac felt those punches, he, he was not comfortable. He was not happy being in that ring with the 317-pound Miller. And I saw that from the first round. He just hit, In his face, he looked uncomfortable. In his movements, he looked uncomfortable. You could see what he was trying to do. He wasn't sitting there throwing with you know tremendous power or anything like that. He was basically trying to outbox Miller. And Miller just kept the foot on the gas, walked him down, chased him down until he started touching him. And honestly, once he started touching him, the fight was over. He did hit him with a nice uppercut in the second round that didn't put him down, but it stunned him. And then another uppercut is what put him down. And he went down to a knee, and I wasn't sure if he was going to get up. I kind of thought he was going to get up maybe around 9, but it looked like the fight was just taken out of him. Like I said, he's an old dog. He's up there at 41. He's had almost 60 fights, 
I mean, you can't really expect a lot from him at this stage of the game. That's one of the reasons the line was so wide. Again, he had only been stopped two out of five times, but Miller was heavily favored to win inside. He was heavily favored straight, and I believe the under was heavily favored as well. So the sports books pretty much figured this one out going, how much does Adam Mack had left? And that was the question we had going in. We didn't think he had enough to win the fight, obviously, and we didn't think he had enough to make it the distance. But again, I wasn't expecting him to just be blown out, basically with two punches. The the first uppercut that wilded him, the second uppercut that put him down, and then he stood up right after the count of 10 and they waved it off. So he was never in the fight. It wasn't competitive. I don't think you learn a lot from Miller in this other than he carries 317 pounds well, which I believe, you can double check this, but I believe that was his career high. So not only did he uh, come in his career high, he still sparked him out in two rounds again we got to look at what he's facing here because there's rumblings that he's going to go into an aj fight or maybe we'll get the the winner of wilder fury there's a you know he's right up there in the mix there's uh dylan white there's a lot of people chisora there's a lot of people around in that that mix that are just below the top dogs of the division that can make for some exciting fights and i think miller's in there i don't necessarily agree that he's going to be able to do what he's been doing against the top 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 tier of the division but unless he gets in there we're never gonna know like the Adamac fight looks good on paper he did blast him out quick Adamac's known for his toughness for his grittiness and he did what he was supposed to do as that big of a favor and obviously two trains in different directions so you can't fault him for that but what I'm saying is like if you're gonna go right into a major world title fight against a world-class fighter what happens there is he gonna be able to be outboxed could AJ outbox him could Fury outbox him could he and Wilder just exchange in a brutal slugfest these type of things because big baby likes to press the action he likes to go forward he likes to fight as an aggressive brawler type of fighter and again he's 317 pounds so even though it looks to me always when I watch him like what is going on with these punches and then he hits the guy and they fall so it doesn't matter what the appearance is he's getting the result that him and his team wants and obviously he's right up there we've got to be talking about some type of contender fight we've got to be talking about some type of title fight that's just the way it is even if you don't think he's deserving with his undefeated record the way he's knocking people out uh, getting in AJ's face when the the uh, zone deal was announced. All this stuff that's going on is going to create enough buzz to get him in that mix. And like I said, there's some contenders down there floating around, and then you got the champions. So we have to see what's going on with the champions and their mandatories and who wins the big fight between Fury and Wilder and, of course, what AJ's going to do and all this. But I think we're going to see Miller somewhere in that mix, and I think his level of competition is going to go up in these next probably my guess would be about two fights i don't think like he can keep these adamant type level fights for longer than two more fights because he's going to be right there in the mix with some of these contenders that we spoke about so i expect to see more of big baby miller in the future that's it for this episode of fight junkie i will suck it to you tomorrow baby fight junkie out